0: Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of church choice. <laughs> we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author and host of the Ken Coleman Show, is my guest, my guest, my co-host this hour. I can't get anything out just going to stumble off through that's the all right it anyway happens. we're, we're here right. we're life. here we're going to do this hour and it's all about baby steps millionaires this hour if you are a millionaire we want to talk to you we want to know how you did it what you what your situation looks like what you've learned along the way not what you're you know we want to talk to real millionaires now for those of you that don't know uh there is a specific and only one definition of a millionaire uh, a millionaire is not someone that makes a million dollars a year It's not someone that's rich necessarily, unless you want to define that as rich. It is a mathematical equation that decides if you're a millionaire. It's an accounting function from a balance sheet. It is your assets minus your liabilities. When that number at the bottom of that equation, assets minus liabilities, is $1 million or greater, you are a millionaire. Well, I don't feel rich. It's not a feeling. Well, no one should have a million dollars. We should all be socialists. It's not a moral construct. It's not about wealth equality. It's not about your broke brother-in-law's opinion. It's a freaking accounting thing. What you own minus what you owe equals $1 million. Then you are a millionaire. Not before, not after. That's how it works. And so when I hear idiots like I heard an idiot congressman the other day goes, well anybody that makes a million dollars a year is a millionaire and they shouldn't be. I'm like you're an idiot.
1: How'd you get in Congress? You're just stupid. Well, that's part of the job qualification is to well, be that's an true. idiot. Yeah. So part of
0: the island yeah. of misfit toys. What, right. What's broken on you? <laughs> but the uh, um, anyway. But yeah, we so yeah. There we go. I've got friends in Congress, I shouldn't say that. but, but I know, that was too broad of, of a brush. Must have. Bad joke. It was very close, though. It's, it's just about got them off. It kind of. Yes, so, anyway, the, uh, um, <laughs> so, the deal is this. We're going to talk with real millionaires. Not your broke brother-in-law with a political opinion. Not your uh, kid who's been influenced by um uh, <sighs> A YouTuber. Or a TikToker.
1: Worse. Can a you say that?
0: Worse than that, a tenured college professor. Oh, well, yeah. Who was a communist, okay, but yeah. um, never made payroll. So uh, none of this matters. This is a discussion with real millionaires, how they got there. If you don't want to be one ever because you think it's evil, you should turn this off because we're going to tell you how to do it, and it's going to screw you up. Okay, because we're going to talk about real millionaires. Karen is our first one. She's in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, a Sheboygan millionaire. Always wanted to say that. That's very cool. Karen, what's your net worth?
2: Um, about one point seven, maybe a little bit more.
0: Good. Give me the mix on that. How much in real estate? How much in four hundred one k and so on?
2: Sure. Our retirement's at about one point one. Um, we have a paid for home of five hundred thousand. Um, about one hundred and eighty thousand in cash, and then my husband has his GT forty, which is about worth about one hundred and forty
0: thousand. <laughs> I like him. <laughs> All right, one hundred and forty thousand GT. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. How old are you guys?
2: I'm sixty one, and he's sixty seven.
0: Cool. How much of this one point seven million did you inherit?
2: Uh, when my father in law passed away, about thirty five thousand, which we took and paid the backside of our uh, second home.
0: How long ago was that?
2: Oh, geez. 30 years ago, maybe. Okay, so
0: did that make you a millionaire?
2: Oh, gosh, no. Okay. All right, just making <laughs> yeah. sure.
0: Okay. Because everybody no, says no, that no. all millionaires mm-hmm. inherited their money, and we know that statistically no. to be mm-hmm. a complete mm-hmm. farce. But So give me your no. best year working in household income and your worst year working household income.
2: OK, uh, the best year was when he retired uh, at 190,000, mm-hmm. and our worst year combined uh, was about 50,000 when we first started out. Cool, What careers were you in? Uh, well, I was pretty much a stay at home mom. Uh, after the kids went back to school uh, in middle school, I became more of an office assistant, administrative assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, I retired from the park and rec department. Now I work really part time um, for a vet office in their office, uh, vet uh, administration. How realistic uh, is the husband. Parks and Rec show? <laughs> <laughs> you know i only watched it i only watched it a couple of times so I see, but, uh, i'm didn't i kidding yeah i'm kidding no, it's it not a, it was, we know it's no, not it's, it's one of the yeah it's one of the most fun best jobs i've ever had though
0: cool what'd your uh, husband do
2: my husband uh worked for the same company for 42 years and but within that company he had eight different positions he retired as director of international business development so he traveled all over the world. Um, so that's why I was pretty much a stay-at-home mom for quite a bit because uh, I held okay. a fort so down at home. What was, his,
0: what was his degree in?
2: Well, he uh, had a two-year associate degree uh, and he had a 2.5 GPA there <laughs> and then worked for a while full time trying to figure out what he was going to do. Uh, then went back to school and got his bachelor's and master's at the same time I was having children. And his was in um, the business management side. And he ended up with a 3.5 in college when he was older. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Very good. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Okay. So now, when you look back on your all's lives uh, and you look at the current situation in the United States today, and you're talking Uh right now to a whole bunch of 25 year olds on this show, do Uh you think that they can still start with nothing and, when they are 61, have $1.7 million net worth? Oh, gosh. Absolutely. What should they do to do that? What are the keys?
2: Um, my husband wants me to tell you that he recommends that you do do the community college, whether you start right out of high school or not. Um, but to continue working until you find your career path and that to make sure that you take advantage of the company college reimbursements that helps so much. Um, and the, also the 401k matches my end, I would make sure our biggest fault was the car loans to stay away from those car loans, credit card gimmicks, and not have to compete, you know, don't pay attention to what your friends, your neighbors have or things like that. Um, you really don't need all that stuff. You can have a lot of fun uh, without it. And then just to be patient and that uh, your hard work will be rewarded in a lot of wonderful ways. But it just takes time. Yeah. So that's what we're telling our 20-year-olds. 20, our 20 year olds too. I
0: hear you. You're, hey, you're wonderful. Well done. Very well done. Congratulations. I'm proud of you. So, Ken, the misnomer is that um, the wealthy all inherited their money, and the only way you become wealthy is to be crooked. Mm -hmm. You have to be evil because the wealthy are evil. Um, Or they're all famous. They're a basketball, football player. They're a country music star, a rock star, a Hollywood actor. Um, Or they're brilliant. They have inordinate brain matter. Right. Right, You know, they're all 4.4 GPAs. Right. Um, and all four of those things,
1: it turns out statistically, are um, lies. Yeah, this is a a couple here where he had a 2.5 community college only, went into work, busted it. Later said, all right, I want to get a master's to maybe move up the ladder. Did that and eventually became a 3.5 student much later on. So but not
0: not a 4.4. He's not a no, rocket. No, not a rocket
1: surgeon. No, just a hard worker, a guy who had a plan and went after it. Yeah, not a rocket
0: surgeon, and he's not Tom Cruise and they didn't steal anything they didn't beat anybody up they weren't in the mafia they, uh, and they didn't inherit the $35,000 and by the way that's about the normal thing out of the 10,000 millionaires that we've studied we find lots of people just like those fine folks so quit saying bad things about millionaires they're my friends Ken Coleman, Ramsey, personality number one best-selling author, is my co-host today.
1: Dave, every day we get calls from people who've had enough. Enough credit card payments, enough relationship problems, enough overdrafting of their bank account to pay for food and gas, and everyone here at Ramsey, we've been there and we know how challenging it can be to take that first step to say enough is enough. And you could say enough. Enough. This job I have sucks. I want Ken Coleman
0: stuff. (laughs) That's right. You know, you could say enough. When you say enough is when you change your life. When you yell it at the sky. Enough! That's that's how it changes everything. The good news is you can decide today to get out of the pattern that's getting you nowhere. And that's why we've brought back the Ramsey $10 sale on our number one best-selling books and tools. The sale ends in August. For most of you listening, that's right now. Today. Today is the last day. Learn the baby steps to climb out of debt. Build wealth with books like our bestseller, The Total Money Makeover. Questions for Humans. uh, Cards by Dr. John Deloney. My new little quick read called The Momentum Theorem. Uh, Man, there's all kinds of stuff
1: in here for just $10 all right and dave just said it ends today but here's what else ends today the ramsey cash giveaway there's two amazing chances to jump start your journey the resources to help you walk the clear path to the success that you want and then the cash to help fast forward it you can enter the ramsey cash giveaway for your chance to win the grand prize of three thousand dollars so
0: today's the last day you take a shot at three thousand dollars get the ten dollar deals all at ramseysolutions.com. Don't miss the three grand. Ramseysolutions.com. This is an everyday millionaires, baby steps, millionaires, real millionaires theme hour. We're talking to real millionaires. The next one is Steve in Salem, Oregon. Hey Steve, what's your net worth? Uh about six point nine right now. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Wonderful. Give me a little breakdown on that by category. How much of each type? Well, it's almost entirely real estate. Uh, very
3: little in stocks and mutual funds. Uh, I have a little cash on hand, but the vast majority of it is in real estate.
0: Okay. Big real estate guy. All right. Any debt on it? A little bit. Uh, I'm at about an 80% uh, equity standing gotcha. on it. So Okay. So a couple million in debt. All right. Cool. Yeah, about right. maybe one and a half, somewhere okay. around there. How old are you? 52. Okay, cool. And how much of the 6.9 did you inherit? Zero.: Zero, precisely. All right. And your uh, range of income, your best year working and your worst year working, household income? Uh, I would say household income ranged between 80 to
4: 120,000
0: a year. Okay, Cool. And what do you do for a living? Real estate investor? Uh, so for most of my career, I actually started out as a teacher and,
3: uh, was actually investing in real estate while I was doing that. And, uh, I was doing so many remodels. I switched my profession to remodeler. So, (laughs) so I was remodeling homes for about 27 years for others, um, and remodeling anything that I would buy along the way. Okay,
0: fun, cool. Do you have a four year degree? Yes education yeah in education okay what was your uh gpa uh, in college uh about 3.9 actually yeah good for you very cool okay so tell folks uh what the secret to having a seven million dollar net worth at 52 years old is
3: uh,
0: <laughs> i don't know if there's really a secret
3: uh you know i started young um and, and i think uh, you need to start thinking about the future when you're young. And I did, I I bought my first house at age 24 and then the next, my first rental property at age 26. Uh, so I started early. I knew that there was really, I didn't have a big retirement. You know, I didn't have a big 401k, you know, ahead of me. I didn't have anything, you know, any big golden parachute to lean on. So I knew I had to get busy and, and get to it when I was early. Uh, because by the time I got older, I was going to be tired. I wasn't, wasn't going to work, wanna work so hard. Yeah. Cool. Very uh, cool. I always made sure to you know, I was willing to work harder than the guy next to me mm-hmm. and give service like nobody else. Mm-hmm. And, uh, along the way, I would just try to be disciplined with
0: my spending and disciplined with my investing. Mm-hmm. So I often ask people how much, uh, debt, uh, was a factor that how much did they use debt to build wealth? And in your case, you did a little bit, at least a little bit, right?
3: In the beginning, uh, I used a lot and I used too much. And uh, that came back to bite me uh, back in the crash of 08. And uh, I was afraid I was going to lose everything, Dave. Um, I actually probably lost about half of my portfolio.
0: And, uh, and, so if you had and, it to do over you would not do it that way
3: I would not I would not leverage in the way I did absolutely not uh, I was leveraging like crazy and uh, I know you you have a story that's somewhat similar and uh, you know i I didn't have anybody in in front of me that I knew to uh, so I could learn from their mistakes and I wish I did uh, but I got to learn from my own, and those are the most painful, but also the most memorable.
5: <laughs> They're thorough. It,
3: it
0: t- it's thorough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, and it took me about 12 or 13 years to c- crawl back out of that hole, Dave. But, mm-hmm. you know, I never, uh, I was at the point where I thought I might have to uh, claim bankruptcy,
6: mm-hmm.
3: but I didn't. I just, you know, I, I didn't feel right about that. And I just thought, you know, if the good Lord gives me the ability to work uh, and if I can deal with these creditors, to uh, to to do what's right, what and pay back what I promised that I would do that, and sure. I felt that was the honorable thing to do. So it took me a long time to crawl out of that hole.
5: Oh, very
0: well done. Yeah. The moral of the story, of course, is uh, that uh, that you a survive, but b if you were doing it over, you would use at least less debt yeah. um, and and not be as leveraged. That's the moral of the story. Yeah. So more more in our direction, but yeah.
5: way to
1: go, man!
0: Congratulations, wow. I love it.
1: You know, Dave, there's a great instruction here. It's teacher by trade, and, you know, a lot of young people are buying a lot of the messaging out there all over social media that, hey, I can leverage my way into a lot of money, and I hope they hear there's tremendous, tremendous risk, and he almost lost it all.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's exactly right. Alan's with us in Atlanta. Alan, what's your net worth?
4: Hey, Dave. Uh, my net worth is about $3.8 Cool. Give me a little breakdown on that by category. <clears throat> All right, the way it breaks down is uh, I've got about $800,000 in real estate, all paid off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have about 200,000 in cash,
0: mm-hmm.
4: 500,000 in a 401k, and 2.3 million in my equity account. Good for you. Very good. All right, cool. How old are you? I'm 46 years old and I'm married to a 45-year-old uh wife. Perfect. And how much did you
0: inherit of this 3.8 million? <laughs>
4: inheritance is never going to be uh, part of what happens to us, Dave, so zero. <laughs> okay.
0: And your range of income during your working life, your best year since you've been married, your best, your worst year? Uh,
4: I mean, it fluctuates a lot because my wife's earned her doctorate degree since we've got married and teaching, and so that kind of helped a lot. But I would say the lowest that we've made is probably around $200,000, and uh, the highest we've made is probably right around 500000
0: Okay, so... so, so.
4: Say so you made five hundred high end, yes, sir, yep, well, while doing what uh my wife's a teacher, she teaches high school math, mm-hmm. and uh I'm an engineer, oh, okay, I do uh technical sales,
0: okay, cool, all right, so there's two of our top three uh. Mm-hmm. Categories of uh, careers that become millionaires, and you're 3.8 million at 46. Okay, so what's the? Uh, obviously, you got a t- an education degree.
4: Uh, you said you got a PhD, and you got an engineering degree, correct? Uh, well, I have a. I only have an associate's degree. I, I don't have a four-year degree. I'm in school now to complete one. But uh, yeah, I've got a two-year associate's degree yeah. that if I. If you don't about hurry up and do ago. that, you're probably going to be a failure. <laughs> <laughs> We're really concerned right now.
0: <laughs> I mean, you make a half a million dollars a year and you're 46 and you got 3.8 million. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You've been really held back by this. <laughs> hey, way to go. Yeah. All right. In 30, in, in 10 seconds, what is the um, most important thing someone should do if they want to
4: be you? Uh, stay out of debt, live in self-imposed scarcity and invest like your life depends on it. Not only Ooh, financially, but we- in your understanding. I love that. Self
1: impose scarcity. Beautiful. And he
4: and he did it all in ten seconds too. That was that that
0: is impressive. impressive. Yeah. Didn't mess up the commercial. <laughs> Way to go, Alan. This is the Ramsey Show. Ramsey Personality is my co-host today, best-selling author of the book Paycheck to Purpose. We're talking to millionaires, baby step millionaires, people that followed the baby steps and did it, or just millionaires. Maybe they did it some other way. Open phones here at 888-825-5225 as we talk to actual millionaires. A few years ago, our research team here, in conjunction with an outside research team, to confirm that our methodologies were airtight and that there wasn't any... uh, bias in our process uh, did what became the largest study ever done of millionaires in North America my friend Tom Stanley that did the book the millionaire next door passed away in a car wreck a few years ago his daughter Sarah is still continuing his research uh, in Atlanta and you ought to check that out it's incredible research Uh, but Tom's book millionaire next door had a uh, statistically significant sample of millionaires, but was always criticized because most of the journalists that write critical articles about things like this that are socialists never took a math class or a statistics class. And so they don't know what statistically significant means. But the study sample size for the Millionaire Next Door that became a famous book was 750 millionaires. And he was always criticized for that being so small. So we said, you know, we understand that his data was accurate at the time. It was written in 1992. We want to do a fresh study. Um, But we're also going to go ahead and just beat up on the stupid publicity side of this thing. And we'll do 10x of statistically significant. We want to study 7,500. Well, before we got wound down, we ended up with 10,167 that we had done. So it's over 10,000 actual millionaires that we talked to. And here's some of the interesting things we found. Uh, 68% use a financial advisor. 73% of millionaires never held a penny of credit card debt in their entire lives. Seven out of 10 never had a student loan compared to 51%. 70% didn't. 51% of the public has. Uh, Top three jobs. We said this earlier, engineer, accountant, and teacher. And Ken, you'll like this, and you knew this, of course. 96% enjoy what they do for a career. 64% said they loved their jobs.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, turns out that when you're doing something you were created to do, you do it really well and get rewarded for it. You make more money. Yeah.
0: Hello. One third of millionaires, thirty-three percent, never had a six-figure, one hundred thousand-dollar household income in a single working year. They That's did it extraordinary. Less than a hundred k. Yeah. The average millionaire lives in a 2,600 square foot home that they've been in for 17 years. The average millionaire pays off their home in 10 or in 11 years. In our tribe, the ones that have gone through baby steps are more like 10.2 years, a little faster. 94% say they live on less than they make compared to 55% of the general population. 93% use coupons. Uh, most of them hit became millionaires at an average age of around 49 years old. So you hear somebody 50 years old that just became a millionaire, that's a, that's a normal thing. Uh, some do it faster, some do it slower, but that's the average. 97% of millionaires said they believe they control their own destiny, mm. what Dr. Deloney would call locus of control, versus when you, uh, when you survey the public, the public's at 63%. Not 97% say they believe they control their own destiny. And by the way, if you don't think you control your own destiny, you won't work on it. So there's a, there's a correlation, of a causation there. Uh, 70% say they set some of their income aside every month to give to others. Seven out of 10 are generous. Every month. Yeah. Every single month. Mm. With a rhythm of their life is generosity. And here's the key one. They did not inherit their money. That is the biggest lie and piece of mythology that is floating around. Okay out of the largest study of millionaires done ever done what we found was 79% of them inherited precisely zero 5% inherited a small amount like $5,000 from grandma when she died or one guy said earlier here 1300 bucks or something right that kind of thing and another 5% inherited substantial monies but after they were already millionaires. So they might have got 100000 bucks or something, but they were already millionaires. So 5 and 5 and 79, for those of you struggling, that's 89%. Nine out of 10 of America's millionaires mathematically did not become millionaires because of an inheritance. Now, when we publish that, these stupid butt people that comment on stuff like Instagram mm. – and by the way, some of you that comment, you really should keep your stupid mouth shut because it makes you look stupid. Because you <laughs> are—it's just ridiculous, and just—you know—it's just crazy. You know, well, they grew up in privilege. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. They didn't. Well, mom and daddy paid for everything. No, they didn't. Mm. They just didn't. These millionaires, when we talk to them, they we—they laugh at you ignoramuses right. that say stuff like that. All you're doing is whining because you don't have enough chutzpah to get up off your little butt and go out there and do something. And you'd rather sit around and whine like a socialist snowflake instead of actually going and getting something done. And and so the, pro- the problem is when you do stuff like that, people believe you're stupid butt, and you're what's known as called a hope stealer. You steal hope from people. Mm. That's why I ended up writing the new book that became a number one bestseller, Baby Steps Millionaires, which again has the entire study in the back. Because I got tired of listening to you hope stealers, and I had to go through and show people the actual facts that, yes, it's hard. Wah. But yes, it can be done. Every race, every creed, every religion, every region, every sex, they're all represented yeah. in the in the study that we did. And right down the dadgum lines of statistical, I mean, significance is right where it should be. That's right. It's just, you know, is it harder for some people? Do they start further in the hole? Yeah. But do they still do it? Every day, you whiners. Mm. Every day. Don't be a whiner it's not becoming it's not good so we're talking to real millionaires not whiners not people who vote the wrong way not people who they're confused about this stuff and real millionaires that really did it Michaela is one of them she's in Boston Michaela what is your net worth
5: well I think just under 3 million like around 2.7 2.8
0: okay I'm gonna go with 2.8 based on you all right and give me a little okay. breakdown on that what's the uh, well, uh categories
5: so, I have a Roth IRA mm-hmm. that I started right out of college,
0: mm-hmm.
5: my first job. Mm-hmm. And, um, How much is in it? So, about, I'd say it goes up and down, but about eight hundred.
0: Okay, 000. cool. All right.
5: And then I have two houses or two properties to live in and one piece of land.
0: Mm-hmm. What's all that worth?
5: And so, I'm going to say um to about 2.6 to those. Okay, so that, that, those.
0: that's that's the whole thing there. Okay, cool. How old are you?
5: Uh 61.
0: Okay, cool. Are you single? Yes. All right. And what did you do for a living?
5: So, um I've believe it or not been um, a modern dancer yep. <laughs> and a real estate broker.
0: A dancer and, and a broker. So, okay. Mm-hmm,
5: and I kind of split the two up. Mm-hmm. So I didn't make as much as a lot of brokers do, but I have a really good balanced life, no.
0: <laughs> okay. I love it. That's fun. How much of this uh, 2.8 did you inherit? Uh, zero. Okay. Zero. And what was your best year working income and your worst year working income?
5: Well, so my worst probably was about 11000 mm-hmm. when I first started. Mm-hmm. And my best was when I decided to buy the three properties. So I, ha- I worked really hard in real estate for that one year. And so that was almost 300000 Ah, okay. so that I could qualify to buy.
0: Got it. Okay, very cool. Do you have have a four-year degree? (laughs) I do. In what?
5: In political science.
0: Political science, perfect. Okay, what was your GPA?
5: Uh, Three, four, three, five, I think.
0: Okay, very cool. So what advice would you have to the younger version of you that's in their 20s that's listening to this if they want to have $2.8 million net worth when they're 61 years old?
5: Well, um, I never ever dreamed I would own property. I just didn't think that would happen for me. So um, just to believe that you can do it and set out to do it.
0: That belief thing, that 97% of the millionaires we surveyed said they believed they could do it. There it is right there. Well done, Michaela. I'm proud of you. You're awesome. Absolutely amazing. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. And I love the mix. Modern dance and real estate. Yeah. This is The Ramsey Show. Of the day, Mark 10:45, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. Don Meyer said, Discover your gift, develop your gift, and then give it away every
1: day. Who's Don Meyer, Ken? One of the greatest basketball coaches of all time that most people don't know about. You'll know him from, he was uh, at Lipscomb University for a long time when they were Division three, and then he ended up his career, won a couple national champions, several national championships with Lipscomb, and uh, he mentored Pat Summit. No. Uh He's one of those small college guys that, like all basketball coaches know, but most people don't know because he never was D1.
0: Discover your gift, develop your gift, and then give it away every day. Sounds like a Ken Coleman quote.
1: Well, it certainly uh, certainly is what we teach uh, yeah. that you were you were gifted with what you have to give it away, Beautiful. created to contribute.
0: It's a millionaire theme hour. The book Baby Steps Millionaire is a number one bestseller. It's my latest. If you want to learn more about this subject, I'd be honored to teach you in that method. Stuart's with us in Arizona. Stuart, what's your net worth? Hey Dave, uh, my net worth is two point three million. Good for you. Give me a little breakdown by category. Okay, sure, so um
6: we have four hundred and thirty thousand in mutual fund mm-hmm. we have uh, my wife and I both have just started roths a few years ago. We have fifty thousand there um, we have three hundred and twenty thousand uh, as liquid cash and then we have one million five hundred and thirty five thousand
0: in real estate. cool, all paid for paid for awesome how old are you thirty nine Cool. Very good. And how much of this did you inherit? Uh, zero. Cool. And what was your um, record income and your, your best year income and your worst year income since you've been working?
6: Um. So I'll, I'll reverse that on you. My, my lowest year was $9,000. I'm self-employed. Um, so I was just getting my feet on the ground. And, um, you know, you got to start with something. Yep. And so uh, that was my lowest year. <laughs> my CPA kind of looked at me and before he uh, gave me my tax total and said, how are you feeding the kids? <laughs> and then he went on to, you know, let me know that we made nine thousand dollars that year.
0: Yeah.
6: Um, but then, as our company grew, I wanted to keep as much cash flow in the company as possible, and so I just put myself on a really modest salary. Of yeah, but you have taxable income.
0: What was your best year taxable income? Uh, Sixty thousand. No, you kept all the cash in the company. You're not counting that. You paid taxes yeah, so on the cash, cash you kept in, the, in company. the company. With cash in the company, we
6: did a $1.3 million a year and a couple years ago. There we go. Okay, I thought you were killing
0: it. All right, <laughs> that makes more sense. All right, and your career, what was your company do? So I'm a builder. I'm a general contractor. Oh, okay. All right, very good. Good for you. And do you have a four-year degree? No. Okay, no degree. All right, cool. Nope. Cool. What advice do you have to a young person listening to us that wants to have a $2.3 million net worth when they're 39 way to go.
6: So I think that the, the biggest thing for me looking back is do hard things. Mm -hmm. Um, a very motivational speech for me was recently discovered from John F. Kennedy in 1962. He said, we choose to go to the moon not because it is easy, but because it is hard. And for me, that's been a major blessing in my life was coming to a fork in the road and knowing that you can take the easy path, but intentionally choosing the difficult path. And it doesn't pay off overnight, but it does pay off.
0: Yeah, that is that is a a, a speech that should be required to be yes. memorized like the Gettysburg Address. Yeah,
6: absolutely. It is yeah. A, it,
0: he was a world-class orator mm-hmm. and motivator yeah Uh, sorely missed and his sentences had actually made sense and stuff so there you go but yeah (laughs)
1: man way to go dude i'm so proud of you yeah i I, I gotta ask you real quick uh you don't have a degree and we know your first year of your company was nine thousand how what was your path to become a contractor who uh, is is very successful building homes well
6: so like dave mentioned you know with the statistics um i'm a big thomas stanley fan read you know all of his work and as i read these i I could see myself in these other people that he would interview and and I think for me it just kind of came down to at a young age so the reason I didn't go to college is because I was homeschooled and you know I wanted to work and so I actually started working a 40 hour a week job at the age of 15 and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, My parents said Stuart you can go into full-time work um, when you get your graduation from high school. That really motivated me and from day one I was I was out there, but it took me two or three jobs to determine that I really liked creating things with my two hands. Yes. And I especially liked creating things that I could drive by years later and say, Hey, I built that, mm-hmm. you know, and I can take my kids by there nowadays before they were even born and say, Hey, guess what? Dad built that house. And um, I just love getting my hands dirty to this day. Um, so did you start working a for, for a builder?
1: Did you learn from a builder or did you just start getting no. into remodels yourself? Yeah. So
6: a, a core value of mine as a young, I started at 18 years old. My wife and I got married at 18 and I started my business that same year. And I started mowing lawns. Oh, okay. And a customer would say, hey, Stuart, you're mowing our lawn, but do you build fences? And I, I had this core value in my head and my Value was never say no, mm. and so they would say, you know, we'd like to pay you to build a fence, so I'd build them a fence, and then they go, "Do you do decks?" Yes, we do decks, <laughs> you know. So we'd build a deck, and it just grew and grew and grew to the point where ten years down the road, we were doing multi-million dollar homes, and um, I got into some um, some public works, which obviously, you know, is a great um, uh, it's a great avenue. Um, and I just, I just always had a keen sense of wanting to kind of sniff out like what makes me happy. But so you got you,
0: you are a truly a, uh, with your hands, self-made guy. in a, in the truest sense of the word, when someone is out there floating around in our economy today and they say things like, um, you know, the wealthy are evil and they should pay more in taxes. Does that do to you what it does to me? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah yeah because i
6: mean i i i understand what it took to create this um you know sleepless nights many hours away from my wife and kids yeah sometimes i hear people say say, say, you're you're so so lucky
0: and i'm like lucky had nothing to do with it you butt yeah yeah absolutely blessed i'll take blessed yes i am so blessed No question about it. And, and I have no question I did not do this by myself. Uh, God's blessings and the blessings of incredible people coming alongside and helping me. But luck? No, this is not a random lightning strike. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's just, that, that's, we have got to break that cycle mm-hmm. off of these next two generations that somehow this is just random. Corn does not randomly grow. It is planted. Yep. You reap what you sow. And you, sir, have worked your butt off. I can hear it in their stories. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. I mean, you've had you you've you've had some nights when you got home and your hands were sore and your back was sore, and you got up the next day before the sun came up and went at it again. You've had a bunch of those.
6: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I I'm I'm 39 now, and I'm just now getting to take my first break. Um, we've had a great run for 20 years, and I decided this last year to take some time, travel the country in an RV. You know, we homeschool five kids. My wife does, so I'm going to be taking some time to be a little bit more helpful with that. We're not done,
0: but now we get to choose the things that we get to do and the jobs we take. Yeah. Yeah, and you should, sir. Very, very well done. I love that. He gets to choose. He just went back to his went back to the Kennedy thing. Right? There's back the back a, like w- a callback.
1: He chose to work hard. He chose to sacrifice. He's making over a million dollars for his company. and only pays himself sixty, but he's sitting there with all this net worth plus three hundred twenty in cash, RVing. Uh, I mean, he now gets to choose. He and his wife get to choose what they want to do at the very young age. I might point out of thirty nine. Yeah,
0: yeah, not even forty
1: that's that's incredible that's the american dream by the way it's still very much alive throw
0: him out of the house at 15 and send him to the salt mines (laughs) salt mines i mean 15 years old he's working a 40 hour (laughs) week golly oh i love this guy what a wonderful story hey that puts a millionaire theme hour in the books good job ken Good job, James, Andrew, Zach, Ben, and Austin in the booth, the Booth Dudes. I am Dave Ramsey, your host. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus.
1: Hey folks, Ken Coleman here. Did you know the Ramsey Show is one of the most popular podcasts in the world? It's your daily dose of advice on life and money Check out all of our shows from the Ramsey Network wherever you listen to podcasts.